Jeanette. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's cold outside. It is very cold. It's very cold. And uh, my hands are freezing right now, but we're not going to complain. <laughs> Donovan, <laughs> Donovan, the heat. Donovan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's all good. I'll warm up as soon as we start talking, talking about our next subject. So you and I have discussed a lot about toxic people and what we did individually in our own personal stories to kind of remedy that type of thing. And um, what I wanted to talk about today was saying yes to life and no to toxic people. And can we do that? Can we say yes to life and say no to toxicity at the same time? Yeah. That's a really interesting thought. Well, and you, you said toxicity and you're absolutely right. And it's not just people, it's toxicity in general, which can of course be people, but it can be things as well or behaviors. Media. Yeah. I mean, it can be anything, beliefs, ideas. Right. Yep. Food. Yes. (laughs) We've got a whole whole gamut of things that we could go over. Yes. Right. Absolutely. To kind of reflect on what you've done to, uh, I should say, on your journey to kind of go away from toxicity, tell us what your go-to is. For me, in that whole entire thought, I have a mm, probably a different bend as usual. Um, (laughs) As far as I think of things with something similar to the law of reflection. For me, if there's something toxic in my life, in whatever fashion, there's something within me that's inviting or allowing that to be there. Yeah. So first for me, it's about going back through, you know, self-reflection and, and coming to understand how, it, how am I doing that first? I, I feel that once I sort out the magnetism for it, mm. it kind of floats away on its own and I don't have to do anything. Um, and I guess that's where the yes to life becomes much more apparent to me. I don't have to focus so much on the nose. I don't have to think about... Um, about the negative aspects and, and trying to work those out. That's like controlling a lot of moving parts that I don't have control over, <laughs> right. I guess. And so for me, it's more about the thing that I have control over first and foremost is always within me. Mm. And that's, that's my, uh, I guess, avenue to that. Mm, okay. Yeah. That, I like that. It's, it's hard to put a finger on some of us, and I'm going to generalize, some of us have repetitive behaviors, which lead you to toxic situations or toxic people. And I, myself, I mean, we've both been on journeys, obviously. Um, myself, I have realized, especially in the last year-ish, that I needed to get to that point of moving away from toxicity, whether it be a situation, a person, people, um, not so much the, what I'm taking in as far as, um, you know, bad behaviors or drugs or alcohol or anything like that, which paves the way to me being toxic. Um, I, I chose to rid myself of certain 
behaviors or diets or um, uh, people. It's kind of an all-encompassing thing for me, which has brought me to a brighter situation in the way I think, the way I feel, um, eating better, taking care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally. And, um, they're, they're, and I've been a big proponent of this and I've told, I've raised my girls with this thought and I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more. It doesn't matter who a person is to you, whether it's a spouse, a partner, um, a blood relative, whatever it is, if they are bringing negativity, um, which is also what I call toxicity, uh, to your life, there comes a time where you have to draw the line. You have to say, I simply cannot entertain this in my life anymore. I cannot withstand the basically unloving kind of relationship. I can't do it anymore. And there's going to come a time you have to draw that line. And um, it's not easy to cut out, you know, alcohol, drugs, food, whatever it is. But then when you talk about a human being, it's a totally different deal. But there comes a time in all of our lives where we're faced with that. And it's easier to just let things be. It's easier just to allow some of that sometimes because you may not be strong enough inside mentally, you know, emotionally to cut ties. But there's a time you have to. And that brings us to personal growth and working on yourself. And what were the, what were the, um, tools or the ways that you felt like that happened? I, you know, again, this last year and a half has been really an interesting moment in my life. I have always been uh, what I would consider a strong woman and brave in a lot of ways, not really have a, a lot of fear of things and um, not afraid to just be myself. But I noticed through this transition of what's happened, you know, and I hate to be vague all the time, but it's, um, it's just the way it is for now. Yeah. Uh, that I was allowing others to make me feel like I always needed to try harder. I, oh, I was never good enough. I, I was never part of the club. I was never going to be as valued as these other people. And, um, Again, I feel like I'm just <laughs> being so vague here, but I'm trying to just explain things without going too deep. And because I'm not on a pity party at all. It's a matter of of realizing that it doesn't matter what they think of me. It doesn't matter that their view of me is distorted or their words are, you know, completely wrong or um, whatever their feelings are. It's not mine. I I own my own feelings, my, my thoughts, my everything, you know, and I, I have control and that's the thing is having control over yourself, but you have to have the strength to also be able to have that control. If you don't have the strength, the mental, emotional strength, and I don't mean physical strength so much, you know, but the, the mental and emotional strength to just kind of put that in its box and, and move in your own direction and leave that behind then you'll always be that little girl that's trying to, you know, hey, look at me. I'm good enough. I I'm worthy. I'm I'm just as good as he is or or, you know, I'm valued. And why don't you pay attention to me? And why don't you value me as much? And that little girl in in my head 
I got tired of hearing it. I got tired of feeling a certain way after um, doing a lot of deep soul searching and looking way, way deep inside of me and realizing, oh my God, what are you doing? Why does this matter to you so much? Why do these people that don't value you, why are you putting value on them because they don't value you? And, and I don't want somebody, I don't want to be that person that says, well, you make me feel blah, blah, blah. No, I allowed them to make me feel blah, blah, blah. And that pissed me off, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not a little kid anymore. I'm not a little girl. I'm not um, that person anymore. And I, as bad as the situation ended up being, as far as how it affected a lot of people, um, I'm better for it. I'm stronger for it. And, right. and I'm okay with it. Right. And do you think the... Do you think the um, releasing of the toxic patterns or the toxic ideas that you had about not being good enough and all those things, do you think those came first? Do you think that that um, being tired of hearing that voice in your head is part of the releasing the toxicity feels to me like it's a releasing from the inside. It's, it's a, it's a pattern, recognizing a pattern, yeah. recognizing an idea. It feels like the release comes from the inside and then the outer world just kind of shows up differently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in yeah. kind of an amazing way. Yeah. And at the same time, unexpectedly, yes. I guess, I guess that's, um, the, but it sounds like the toxic beliefs or the toxic ideas that, that you were holding was part of the purge. Definitely. And, and there, therein lies the, do, do we end up having to say no or uh, resist people? Or do we end up having to really look internally and figure out, wait, wh first off, why would I allow it? Right. Second off, why, why is it in there? Right. Like, why is it in there? And, and I think being the youngest, we're both the youngest. Yes. So, so yeah. it's fascinating. Um, being the youngest, the older siblings were always doing things that we weren't ready for yet. So I have a suspicion that we uh, ingested <laughs> um, some uh, belief patterns that were simply because they were allowed or they were ready and we were not. Mm -hmm. And we we took that to mean we weren't good enough. Mm. Where in reality, we just weren't old enough. Right. No, that's, <laughs> they that's were true. Charging into life and yeah. we were lagging behind. Yeah. And, and so I suspicion, I think that's where a lot of mine that's where mine was coming from as well. Not all of it, but most right. of it was just that downloaded idea that there was something wrong with me when in reality, I just had older siblings. Yeah. You know, they were getting into relationships and breaking up with people before I was even <laughs> thinking that boys were interesting. <laughs> yeah. I still thought they had cooties. Yeah. Yep. And and they were driving cars while I was, you know, barely taking my training wheels off the bicycles and, right. you know, those kind of things. So, so there was just that gap in time yeah. that I think I downloaded some 
oh, you're not good enough. You're not big enough. You're not old oh, enough. Sure. You're not this. And you're thinking, well, how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With no possibilities. No, that that's true. That paints it into a very interesting, different light. And I've often thought, you know, for many years, because again, you and I have this thing in common, not only, of course, for the babies of the family, but we go deep. When we think we're going to go down multiple levels. And I've thought for many years that being the youngest and the big age gaps and, you know, that one sibling just older than me, we didn't have a relationship for like years. And so I was alone a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I adapting to self-soothing, very, very self-soothing and learning how to just be on my own. And, and, but yet at the same time, like you mentioned, I was an aunt at 10 years old. I, and so all of a sudden there's a baby, then there's another baby, then there's another baby. And I loved, loved being an aunt. Um, but you know, I was young, super young and trying to navigate my way through that relationship, but never being seen as anything other than the, the spoiled, rotten, young baby sister when that wasn't even the case. I've, uh, you know, you can plead your case all you want to the older ones and they'll never see you as anything other than where they see you from 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you will always be that person. And it's funny how you, and I say you in general, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure this happens a lot where you are always trying to, you know, look what I can do. And, you know, like, I can do this for you and I can do this for you and let me do this for you and, and be there and take care of the kids and overcompensate and all that. But you're never going to be part of the club. You're never going to be seen the same uh, at the same level. And, and with so much that's happened again, here I am vague again in the last year or so, it made me realize that I'm not that little girl and I don't need those relationships. I don't need to beg people to be in my life. I don't need to, um, it doesn't matter who it is. And I've been in multiple, you know, situations since I was a little girl where you're in a, a toxic situation. We be it with an, a work person, um, you know, uh, a, you know, somebody that you were dating or married to or whatever. And you find yourself being that little girl again, just begging, I'm good enough. I'm worthy enough. You know, come on and look at, you look what I can do. I'm pretty cool. I, I'm a dork, but I'm really cool, you know? And, and, and then ending up going, oh my God, why am I working so hard to be that, whatever I think that, that I, that person wants me to be when they're not just accepting me for who I am. And so again, it's okay to come to the point where, okay, yeah three failed marriages, multiple relationships later, you know, situations where you've gotten bullied at work, um, whatever it is, there's toxic moments in your life where you just go, thank God for hitting the wall. And you go, oh, that's not what I want. That's not who I am. You don't even see me for who I really am. And I need to put that in its box and be done and move forward. And thankfully, yes, the, the cycle kind of repeats itself a little bit here and there, but um, thankfully you recognize it and you know what I need to do. I'm not going to sit here and spin in this moment and allow this situation or these people to suck the life out of me and take advantage of me and make me, make me think 
I'm doing something wrong when, you know what, I'm just being my authentic self. And one thing that I, I know now more than ever, and I keep hearing this when I'm immersing myself into, you know, reading or podcasts, you know, that I listen to that, that help me is being honest and true to yourself. And if I can be honest and true to myself, then everything falls into place. And I wasn't being honest and true to myself. I was running around in circles trying to please and, you know, put out fires and make sure everybody's okay, but me. And then you go, oh my God, they're sucking. Like you go in circles and somebody's taking a, you know, a jab at you every time. Pretty soon you look like Swiss cheese, you know? And then you go, oh my God, I'm, I'm suffering here mentally, emotionally, physically. And then you have to start chopping things out. You have to start going, okay, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work for me. I'm done with that. And it's all for your own health and well-being. And I'm so grateful for the ability to see, thank God. But honestly, truth and being honest to yourself and to who you are, I think is pivotal when it comes to dealing with those kind of people. Because then it doesn't, doesn't permeate through your brain that you are doing something wrong or you are not trying hard enough or you this. It's like, no, I'm good. I got this. I'm good. Yeah, it makes me it makes me think that um, or it makes me wonder if the toxic. The realization of the toxic reflection or, or what in whatever form, whether it be mm-hmm. addictions or bad food or family or yeah. friends or whatever, it makes me wonder if those if those toxic aspects are what cause us to see more clearly, though, how we are being inauthentic. Mm. Because I know for me, I wouldn't have, without those things bumping up against me, I wouldn't have figured out where where the truth was was at. And, mm. and I had to kind of go, oh, veer left. Oh, right. Okay, okay, veer right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to kind of bump into those things um, in, in order to really sort out what am I believing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I thinking? Where did this come from? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, and it wasn't so much about what the people, what the people had done or were doing in the current moment. It was more about where is that thought stuck in my head? You know, is it just stuck in my head that I'm not good enough? Is it stuck in my head that I deserve to be mistreated? Is it stuck in? It wasn't the person who was doing the behavior at all. It was that there was this tape that was stuck in my head. And no matter what I did, it just kept playing. Yeah. And, And so life so lovingly kept bouncing me <laughs> into these brick walls and it didn't feel good at the time, but it's the only thing that I think really kind of set. Uh, oh, okay. Once you bang your head on the wall and you self-correct, you go, ow, right. what, what was that? Yep. And, you know, instead of getting run over, I was kind of just getting bounced along this, you know, bounced along this path of realization, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of how I ended up feeling about it and why I think, um, saying yes to life, once we get to a certain point on that bouncing up against the obstacle trail, <laughs> we can kind of trust, I, I guess maybe that's, maybe that's the, the beauty of being the age we are now. I can finally trust mm. that whatever I bounce into, 
I'm I'm gonna handle. I'm gonna, gonna course I'm gonna, correct. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna somehow yep. sort that out. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it internally. I'm gonna do the job the way that I've been doing it because it feels the best for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just take one bounce at a time. <laughs> One bounce. I like that. <laughs> One yeah, bounce. Yeah. I can handle a bruise. Yeah. I'll deal with that. Yeah. Um, instead of just trying to keep pushing on other people. And then I just, I feel like the bounce gets harder and harder and harder mm. and, and much more challenging for me to kind of sort out. Right. And um, yeah. So I guess that's where trusting, if I can mm-hmm. trust myself to, to handle those <laughs> moments of, of bouncing off the wall. Yeah. Saying yes to life becomes more, I can, I can kind of grasp that concept more Yeah, and I don't even have to think about the no, the no to anything. Mm. I can just think, yes, yes. And, and whatever doesn't feel good in the moment, I will, I will veer left. Yeah. I will, I yep. will move around and I will sort out this river. It's like the river with rocks in it. You well, know, yeah. I can, I can go around that and I can make it a little more gentle now. I'm not crashing and burning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. The crashing and burning. And, and again, we always come back to the same, the same thing saying age, 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 and thank God for for that, the life lessons and the, you know, being able to course correct and having the strength, you know, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally to course correct and, right. and adapt. And man, I'll tell you, I, the word adapt is, is like my middle name. I swear it's, and, and that's okay. It's, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I kind of vision myself sometimes as somebody that's, you know, almost like a, a piece of driftwood on the ocean and it just goes where the ocean wants it to go. And I, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to, you know, somebody else is, is in charge or something else is, is in charge of, of where I drift and where I go. But I want to be the one that has the rudder and the control and, and navigate myself where I, I need to be. And, you know, I've, I've done that off and on my whole life. You know, you, you learn to adapt as a single parent and you, you know, you course correct and you flip that rudder to go left or right. Like you're bouncing, I'm correcting in my, my little drift boat, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, the ability to adapt and to know this is where I want to be. This is, this is who I want to be and, and know that those moments where somebody or something can infiltrate your life and, and have some sort of negative connotation with it is it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. And, you know, you talk about, we talk about all the different types of toxicity, whether it's uh, a substance, um, a form of, you know, what we're putting in our bodies uh, in the form of food, you know, or uh, a person or a situation. And there's multiple layers to that, but each one of them to be able to course correct or steer your little, you know, drift boat um, is, to have the strength to do it, whether it's to put down, you know, all the sugary foods and start a, you know, health and wellness journey and um, to know that if I get rid of this, the results are this same with getting out of a toxic relationship, whether that person is narcissistic and, and, uh, you know, controlling or, or just, just not a supportive, loving partner in general, um, put that down and course correct. And, and gain the strength in, in whatever way it is, whether it is to talk to a friend, talk to a professional, 
uh, or like me, dive into podcasts, search all these things and just plug in your earbuds and just listen because I, I didn't have anything else going on. Let me immerse myself. And it's amazing once you make the decision to course correct the results that you get when you're committed to that course correction. But it is not without pain. It is not without big change. And the big change can be painful, whether it's putting down a habit, whether it's getting, you know, somebody out of your life that you love. Um, that's, that's not without pain and suffering in itself, but there's always somebody you can talk to, you know, there's, um, I, I didn't talk to anybody per se. I just reflected in my own, that's just my personality. And there's a lot of us out there, you know, you just kind of hunker down and you journal or you just, you know, listen to things or whatever it is you read. Um, I've got great books, whatever it is. Um, you don't absolutely have to pay for a professional to get, to get some help. Absolutely. You know, there's absolutely. always somebody out there. Good there's friends. There's so many fan. options mm. now. Yeah. Now Even you can, online. You can look anywhere. Yeah. Even exactly. online therapies, things like that. Absolutely. And, and life is short. And the thing, the message that I want people to, to, I uh, guess, hear from my journey personally is, um, there's no reason to suffer. There's no reason to feel like you have nobody at, and that, that people don't value you the way that, that, you know, you hope to be valued because you can put all your stock in, in people and, and those people, you know, they don't give anything back. And some of those people, but the ones that do give back are the ones you want in your circle, in your, in your inner circle. My circle's gotten smaller and smaller, the older I've gotten. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's, it's, I know those people, uh, I, I love those people. I trust those people. Those people love and trust me. And it's, um, a beautiful relationship where it's reciprocated back and forth, back and forth. And, and it's, um, it's easy. It's trust, it's love, it's respect. It's a whole gamut. And you don't need anything in your life that's going to take those things from you or, or keep you from feeling those. Right. So can you say yes to life and no to toxicity? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. I, I love that subject. It's, it's pretty meaningful for both of us, I think. Absolutely. And hopefully others get, you know, some meaning out of that. And this motivates people to start making some positive change because you don't have to suffer. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mahogany Willow. Because there's always something important to talk about.